Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for stock market podcasts globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. We cover topics from trading to investing, as well as wealth creation to ensure you can achieve your financial goals. Because as we always say, lifestyle matters. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to watch more analysis of the stocks in this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the market report videos under the Learning Center. Please note that the information in this podcast should not be considered personal financial advice. Hello and welcome to this week's Australian Stock Market Report and what an interesting week last week it was on our market. Now this week we're going to look at a few stocks and we're going to take a look at ALG, Meridian Energy, AVR, Imugene, AMA and a few more. We'll also get into our economy and whether we can expect growth in the coming years. Plus, we'll take a look at the Australian stock market so I can share with you my thoughts on where it's heading along with answering all of your questions. I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within and we're Australia's most trusted stock market educators. Now, before we move on, thank you for showing your support for our channel and hitting that subscribe button. Now, remember, as you subscribe, click the bell on the right of it so you keep up to date with our latest videos. Also, remember to tune into our live Australian stock market show that's on every Tuesday, 7 to 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Time. Now, this is the show where you get to ask us, the stock market education and trading experts, to look at your favorite stocks and answer all of your most burning questions. Now, just over a year ago, the nation was plunged into uncertainty as COVID-19 started to take hold, now forcing pretty much almost everyone into lockdown. Now, prior to this, the Australian economy had broken records for the longest uninterrupted economic growth in the developed world before falling into a technical recession last year. Now, as a nation, we just banded together and did what we needed to do. And the economy is now booming with GDP growth in both the September and December quarters. And only a few weeks left in the current quarter, we are set to make it three in a row. Now, the ABS statistics show that household and online spending is up while the housing market is booming. Now, given this, you may be asking why with all this good news is the stock market not rising strongly? Well, Historically, since the low in our market following the 1987 crash, the All Ordinaries Index increased at a rate of 0.52 points per day. So it grew at 0.52 points per day up till the all-time high achieved in February 2020. Now, looking at the move up from the COVID-19 low in March 2020, we can break this past year into two parts. And in the first 22 weeks since the low, the Australian market rose at a rate of 12.59 points per day. And in the 25 weeks since that point, to the recent high on the 17th of February, it rose at 4.78 points per day. Now to put this into perspective, the rise out of the March 2020 low was around 30% faster 
than the rise up from the March 2009 low following the GFC. So our market has been rising fast. Now, given this, the All Ordinaries Index is still moving quite fast, despite the fact it is showing signs of slowing down. In fact, a statistic that may shock some is that the Australian market, together with the South African market, continue to be the best performing stock markets in the world and have been for well over 100 years. So the best performing markets are Australia and South Africa. Now, based on this, you really do have to wonder why so many are choosing to invest in the US stock market. Okay, so let's get into the market now. So what were the best and worst performing sectors last week? Well, in yet another relatively flat week for our market, consumer discretionary led the way up 4.11%, followed by industrials. And it was up 3.68%, with utilities up around 2.6%. Now, the worst performing sectors include energy down 0.99%, followed by financials down 0.14%, and materials were just in the green up 0.55%. Now, the best performers in the ASX S&P Top 100 stocks, that included Appen, which was up over 12.97% after director Mark Brayen increased his shareholdings by exercising some of his performance rights. Now, before you get too excited about Appen, while the price rose on Appen and it does look good, I believe there is further downside for this stock. Now, next on the list was Aristocrat Leisure, and that was up 10.34%, and Treasury Wines Estate was up over 8.44%. Now, the worst performers, they included Santos, which was down 6.96%, followed by the A2 Milk Company, which was down 5.8%, and Lend-Lease down 4.16% last week. So what do I expect in the market moving forward? Well, let's get into the charts for our S&P 500, or Ordinary's Index update for this week. We'll also answer your questions and look at the stocks that you've chosen for me. A quick reminder before the video starts. This report is an educational tool and as such, your personal circumstances have not been considered. We hope you enjoy this week's report. Well, as I was saying, it uh, was an interesting week on our market last week. I did not expect that the market to close up for last week. I thought we would continue moving down. But hey, anything is possible in the current market conditions. We're seeing a lot of speculation going on and things happening. So let's go and have a look at um, what I'm going to show you first is not the actual uh, chart of the All Ordinaries Index. I'm going to show you the, the sectors within the market so we can have a little bit of a look at that. Now, on your screen, you'll see that right now. And you can see this is what I was talking about in my report a little bit earlier with all of the sectors. But I was looking at the All Ordinaries Index and you can see here with all of that, with consumer discretionary up 4.11%, industrials up 368 that the All Ordinaries Index still only moved 1% for the week. It was up 1.03% for the week. And that really uh, was a bit of a telling sign. Now, having a look at the All Ordinaries Index, if I bring this up and I can show you the, the daily chart, and we, we have a good look at this, you can see here that the week was all over the place. If you're looking here, this is last Monday. It sort of opened, pushed right up, came back again, not super strong. Tuesday, it opened, pushed up again, came right back again. So again, not super strong. Wednesday, tried to push up again, was actually got higher than Tuesday's high came right back and closed on its low. Thursday, tried again, came went down again. Um, that low there at 6885.10 was lower than that was on the prior Friday. So we actually made a lower week through here. And then Friday, look at that. Friday, it came right back up, closing on its high in the strongest bar that we've seen for quite a while. And looking at all this move, you're seeing all this inconsistency here where you've got down one day, up the next, up 
down, up, down, all the way through here. But if we just use something like our, our pretty much just a trend line tool, we can do this. You can just see how it's just on this sort of angle. And this is really important to me. Now, whilst I don't normally show you daily charts, because really, and, and I will say this with a real um, strong um, sense of you need to listen to this is daily charts are next to useless to 99% of people on the marketplace. All they'll do is make you make poor decisions, especially if you're a trader. Daily charts are pretty much irrelevant to you because you need to be looking at more weekly and monthly charts. In fact, you know, if you want to talk about the king of charts, if you're a trader, the king of charts is your monthly. Now, a lot of you would be sitting there saying, oh, what a lot of daily, that you don't know what you're talking about. It's oh, Seriously, when you really understand trading, the monthly chart is king of the charts and the daily chart is really just the court gesture if that makes sense but looking at this this is the angle of the move since that high on the 17th of february that i was talking about earlier earlier in the report and it's just coming down and we're seeing this retracements back up down up down up down up so all i'm thinking is now is we are we going to get another down move through here and then below that low now we will know this week um, because if this starts to go up and starts breaking through this we'll start knowing once it gets through that 7069 points that we hit last monday so last monday's high so if we have a uh, an up bar this week it's more than likely that that will be the one we're looking for now going back to my normal chart you can see here that momentum that we've seen since about 2015 is where it hit its head through here. Now if I just expand that out so you can see it. So you can see him, I was expecting a move down to below 6,500 points, which is still not off the cards, but looking at the last few weeks, we've seen here, February closed lower, uh, this bar closed lower, that bar closed lower, that one was just last, the, the week before, it opened at 6,940 and cl closed at 6,943, it was only up three points, again, not super, super strong, um, was obviously this bar uh, last week was much better, so if we do get a down week, remember it's not a green bar, green bar means it's up. So if we do get another low below that low, 6885 points this week, then I would suggest it's still gonna keep moving down. But if we get a green bar through here, um, then we may be seeing the start of the next upward move. And if that happens, then I think the next upward move will be short and sharp and go up and then it'll come down into possibly into, um, probably come down in April, probably into May, into a May low, but it's just working out that timing. But right now, if we look here and we use our little crosshair tool, you can see here that the current price is really where it's been all the way since December through there. The market really hasn't done too much, even though we've got some interesting swings in price the market's not moving too much. At this point in time, I, again, I would just implore people just to sit on your hands and not get too excited, like I mentioned with um, Appen earlier in the report. Um, people are just jumping on some stuff thinking it's cheap, but it could be just doing a bit of a retracement before it falls away and there are other stocks you know, like A2 Milk and some of the others as well, the people thinking, wow, this is really, really cheap. You don't want to get on stocks that are falling away or just because they rise for a few days or even a week. You want to make sure you trade on confirmation, not speculation. Just don't think it's going up or you hope it's going to go up. Know that it's going up. And that's a whole different ballgame. And I find most people investing in trading speculate rather than have a confirmation of what of and actually know when a stock is starting to move up and it's better just to err on the cautious side and actually go hmm, i'll just wait for a little bit more before i get into it because all too often people do catch falling nines where they jump into something thinking it's cheap because it's risen for a few days only for it to fall away over the coming weeks and or months and they're losing money but let's now get into the questions that we've got from you and the stocks that we're going to be having a look at this week 
Okay, and the first question that we have today is from Bratz Babe. Hi, Dale. Your thoughts on ALG will be highly appreciated. Now, since it's declined early this year, it seems to have found some support this year to date. I don't own the stock, but I'm trying to identify the best time to get into it. Now, it may be a stock for to hold longer term. Now, considering that borders are opening up and more travel is expected with people going back to family entertainment. Thanks for another great show. So let's go and have a look at the stock. Now, on the screen, you're seeing this stock here. So it's Ardent Leisure group and i do i do actually like this stock now you can see here that it's been falling for quite some time you can look at this all-time high way back there in october 2014 and if you look even further if i just bring up that monthly chart you can see this low here from last year was the lowest low that it's ever ever had so it's it's really coming off that big all-time low we've now seen a really nice solid move up here on the monthly chart some nice retracements if i put my little tool on here you can see how it's fallen down that's 40 percent through there so it's had a nice retracement there it's had a nice retracement there at 54 percent so it can move quite quickly over a couple of months so it's not a highly super super liquid stock but it can do the others now if i put my little tool on it from that low to there is up 51 percent so i understand why you might be looking at it uh, and i do like this stock i think obviously you mentioned a little bit earlier this year it's been a little bit more bearish coming down into february there right now let's go and have a look at the weekly chart so i'll just move that out of the road looking at the weekly chart we've had a really strong move up through here last week but that's not enough to get me too excited it does look all right it does look like it's possibly found some support through here i do like it i'd like to see it, it fold uh, keep moving on it's only around that 85 cents whatever it is 83 and a half cents if it got through that high there at 93 and a half i think you know this stock is up and away pretty much i do like it so great pick there from Bratz Babe. I do like what you're talking about there. But let's now get into a, another question. Just watch it. I know you're asking, sorry, before I get onto that, I know you're asking me for a buy point. Um, I That's really where I really draw the line. I don't actually give people buy and sell points simply because it really doesn't do much for you it actually disempowers you and, and a mentor really empowers you to do more and better i could give you a buy point today and tomorrow my buy points change because of what i'm seeing on the chart so you do need to have your own rules about buying and selling i can tell you that i like the stock and i think it is looking better but wait for confirmation but you do need to have solid rules if you haven't read my book you please do just get the book there's some buy and sell rules and then you can work them out for yourself because you may not buy for another week and uh, because it just holds back this week you might find the stock actually trades down for the first few days of this week or in for the next or for this week it might be you know an inside week or a couple of weeks it may not trade any higher and then all of a sudden you go well they all said to buy above this point but my, that point may have changed with me so i hope that makes sense and, and to me just giving you buy and sell points does not help you uh, it really doesn't help anybody it actually does the opposite it disempowers you and makes you more codependent i'd rather you be independent as an investor and trader and uh, it may do okay longer term i'd need to do a bit more work on it 
but just know that right now you need to work out your own buy points and also your money management and your risk and your stop losses etc like that so as I said just grab my book and you'll learn some of that um, in the book anyway but let's move on to the next question and the next question we have is from Jash who says hi Dale another great video as always I got your first book and I'm looking forward to getting stuck into it I'd love it for you to have a look at renewable energy company Meridian Energy um, stock kick ticker code MEZ after getting overheated for a couple of months recently it's pulled back to around the area it was tracking in October 2020 and still looks to be heading downwards so not looking at the buy at the moment but it may find some support soon so I'm ready to go once it's confirmed love to hear your thoughts on this stock thanks now great question I love how you've articulated your question now let's go and have a look at the chart to see what I think about that um, again, let's just move over to the stocking. I'll put my glasses on so I can see. You are right, it's, it's, it is going down at this point in time. Here's your big all-time high back there in January. Massive, massive move. Um, um, you can see there, 48, 49% move right down into that low there that we saw last, uh, currently at this point in time. But looking at this stock on a monthly basis, there's not a lot of um, data on this. But looking at my, my momentum, if we just grab that here and you can see here, you'd be, you'd be able to see that's its general momentum right through there. Um, you can see it just moves up and down around that moves up away from it comes back to it um, I wouldn't surprise me if it came right back down into this area and touched this gray line It just would not at the moment But hey, it could be on a bit of a run at the moment finding some support and maybe go up for a run before it comes back down Or it may just keep doing and start a whole new momentum for a period of time But right now it is like catching a falling knife. Yes, this month doesn't look too bad It started here pushed up pushed down, pushed up, and slightly a little bit lower than what it opened. And let's go and have a look at last week. And you can see we've had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine weeks down into this sort of area. So a little bit of support, but we haven't had one week up. We've had a little bit of move through here two weeks ago, but stocks move down, retrace, move down, retrace, move down, retrace, move down, retrace, and do the opposite. They move up, retrace, move up, retrace, move up, retrace. Uh, but eventually we get a trend changing. So right now, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It looks like the trend is down at this point in time. Still unconfirmed, but it wouldn't surprise me if it found support around these areas. But I wouldn't suggest we may get a week or two up and then for it to fall away. So don't jump early on this stock. It's not super, super liquid. You can see there half a million shares at $5. It's not a big big company here at this point in time and it can move very very fast and if you don't have good solid rules on it you'll get caught in this because looking at this you can see here um, from that high to that low oh, I've just used the wrong tool Dale um, get the right tool from that high to this recent low you can see there there's 30% between one three weeks it's done that so and it can do the opposite as well so I'm not sure what your rules are around this stock but i really would strongly suggest you have some good solid rules around entry and exit and make sure they, they are quite reasonably sensitive because you don't want to end up losing 30 40 50 percent if it does fall away but you are right to stay out of it at this point in time wait for confirmation that the movers stop falling 
and it's starting to rise, don't jump early. That's probably my biggest thing. And that's biggest sin that too many people do. They jump really early thinking they're going to miss out on profits. But what you generally miss out on is losses because you might think, well, I want to get in at the earliest possible price. That's true. But you want to make sure the earliest possible price is confirmed that it stopped falling, not just the earliest possible price because it rises for a week or two. Uh, make sure that that low is confirmed. Make sure it's confirmed it's going up before you enter. So smart thinking. And as I said, I do really like the way you worded your email. I thought that's great. I thought you were smart in doing that. And, and I don't mind the stock at all. Now, next we have a question. Or it's actually a rather lengthy email from Glasgow Celtic Boy. However, I, I think it was really important to discuss, as I suspect many of you might have experienced a similar thing to Glasgow Celtic Boy and what we want to learn from that. So we will talk about um, what he says right now. Um, Glasgow Celtic Boy says, Hi, Dar, there was a stock AVR in my portfolio that I purchased way back in 2013, 2014, before I had any clue about what I was doing. Um, I bought about $6,300 worth, and in the years afterwards, they consolidated twice, meaning that I only had... 44 shares in this company. They also dropped heavily in price to the point where it has uh, has to be sitting under the $500 minimum value for selling. So basically you had $6,300 that went down to under $500 because he bought and held, so to speak. Now recently they've been going up like a rocket, but on very low volume. So I, I made a promise to myself that if I ever reached or if it ever reached $500, I would just sell out as I cannot see any guarantees that this company will continue on the uptrend. Um, there is no news, nothing great about their financials and they are very illiquid. So plus big movements in the share price translate to small movements in my value due to holding a very few shares. Now my reasoning was it's best to get whatever I can out of this stock to deploy elsewhere to get out of my portfolio as it sticks out like a sore thumb and I could use this um, come tax time as capital loss in your opinion do you think this was the right move i sold it yesterday for exactly 500 dollars? so great question there glasgow celtic boy now i'm going to look at the chart so we can bring it up so talk to people um, exactly what it is so if we go and look at that so you've bought this stock um and as you've mentioned you bought it you know back a few years ago and looking at this looking at the monthly chart had in hindsight this thing's been falling away since November 2013, and, and I think you said you bought it in 2014, whatever, 13, 14. So you bought it in this sort of area where it was falling away, and you, you probably would have got some little bit of moments where you got some joy in thinking it was doing all right, but now it's gone right down. And looking at the more recent move up, we've had one, two, three months up looking good. In situations like this, can I firstly say, no, you're not wrong in selling. Uh, because that's what you decided to do and you, you decided that because you wanted to get it out of your portfolio. How I would do it as a trader with my experience and my knowledge, I would just manage myself out. If Like if we got a client like you and we got this stock and that was part of the mandate that we were running for you, um, we would manage you out and we would use our, our rules and tools to actually get you out at the best possible price we could. So we wouldn't have just said, if it gets back to $500, we'll sell you out. We would have managed you out of it to try and get you more. That's our job. And that's your job as an investor or trader. But I do understand that when you're looking at a stock like this, that is very liquid, Jimmy, if you're looking at this sort of stuff, 
you know, 100,000 shares. It's not a super, super liquid stock. I do think it's looking much better right now. Would I buy this sort of stock? No, I think if it gets through that, um, it, not at that 940, which it did, it's gone 1375. So it actually has broke, well, 1300, $13, sorry. So it's actually broken through that. Um, I look, I don't mind this sort of stock at the moment in terms of I think it might go up, but I think you're right in what you did because there's a couple of things that happen when you have a stock that you've bought and you're in a loss situation and you haven't sold it like you did um, and it's, you, you're losing a lot of money in terms of you started with 6,300 and you sold it for 500. So that's a big loss. A couple of things happen. One, it sits in your portfolio. So every time you look at your stocks, it's, there's that name sitting there and that's that huge loss that you've got and it really does play on that, that, that six inches between your ears and you keep thinking negative thoughts about how you made a mistake in buying this stock because you did the best you could when you bought it um, but as you, you know, openly admit that you didn't know what you know now, now you wouldn't have bought that stock um, in hindsight. So understanding that it's a part of it, understanding that hey you've got to clean it up to clean up here because you're better off having the tax loss possibly. Um, and that's a good decision. I'm glad you looked at that. Um, but again, as I said, it's just about where you are right now. If you don't have a high degree of skill and knowledge to be able to trade the stock, you're better off getting rid of all the negative out of your portfolio. And this is quite often what we say to people is clean up the crap so you can get on with actually making money. And, and uh, too many people hang on to stocks for fear for that whole fear of losing. You've already lost and you'd realize that. And that's that big fear that people have. They hold stocks that are falling away and they're falling away 30, 50, 70, 80, 90%. And they're hoping and they're living in hope that we'll come back to where it was before. Uh, and sometimes when people see the stock rising, they keep on that hope, it's rising, it's rising, I'll sell up when it gets to this level. And then it turns away before it gets it again. And so they constantly have this oh it's rising oh no it's falling again so I as I said I can't fault your decision I really can't could I would I have done it slightly different yes but that's big with my knowledge and my experience but I think your decision is perfect what you've actually done so but thank you for being open with that question and really helping other people into your world um, because a lot of people do make exactly the same mistakes so it's nice that you're open enough to be able to do that so others can learn so thank you very much for your question now the next question we've got is from m brown who says hi dale thanks for all your work you and janine do the shows are really informative i just wondering your thoughts on imu i entered around about one cent on fundamental research as uh, i saw a lot of potential in the drug technology I like to use a mix of fundamental and technical analysis. Um, I was also wondering your view on some of these types of stocks as the technical analysis seems to be a little bit less reliable. Um, absolutely. Because uh, the simple thing is with technical analysis, it looks at price past performance and technical analysis works best when your law of averages is better. So what I mean by that is if you've got two people you're gonna get the law of averages of those two people, you're not gonna get a solid average on that. But when you've got two million people doing something, then you're gonna get a really, really solid average through there and you can be highly predictable. Um, but when you've only got two, it's a lot less predictable about what might happen. And that's really the case here. The more illiquid the stock, and a one cent stock is just something I wouldn't even have in my portfolio, as simple as that. Um, it's just not even on the ballpark for me um, and that's really what's the difference between professional investors and professional traders than people more what I would call retail investors and retail traders a lot of people try and pick this the lowest price stock because they think well if it you know it's only got I got one cent I've doubled my money well that's the wrong thinking and that may be what you thought and maybe not what you thought but 
The point is, I'm saying is, you want to have the highest probability on your side all of the time. There's a probability pendulum that swings from left to right between unprobable to highly probable, and I want it on the highly probable side all of the time. So picking a stock that's one cent or 10 cent or 50 cents, your win-loss ratio, your ability to get that right, is dramatically less in the unprobable side of the pendulum. It's huge, the difference between that. You wanna have everything on the other side and technical analysis is work when probability is there. So when you're looking at the bigger stocks, your technical analysis works brilliantly. Now, will technical analysis work on these stocks? Yes, it does. But from what I'm saying of it is you don't have a high degree of knowledge in technical analysis because you have to use the right tool for the right job. Now, you don't show up doing some plastering you know, with a chainsaw. It's just, you just don't do that. So it's using the right job for the right role. Now, the rules that I would use for those sorts of stocks in understanding technical analysis and applying it will be completely different. My guess would be completely different to what you do. Um, and because I need to use, as I said, the right rule for the right job or the right tool for the right job. So can I do it? Yes. Will I do it? No, because it's a liquid. So let's go and have a look at the stock anyway before we get off it. But uh, look, I do really appreciate you bringing up the, the question here. So let's have a look at the stock. So this is Imogen there. Looking at the stock, it's now 11 cents and it is quite volatile there. But uh, you can see there, it's 59 million shares at, at what, what we're looking at there, 10 cents. So you're looking at a stock that's... Um, it is quite illiquid, 9 million shares. So whilst it looks like there's a lot of volume going through it, and sometimes there is, it's inconsistent volume that goes through this sort of stock. And you can see there how illiquid that sort of stuff is. Um, and again, not a stock that I would trade, but you can see that it moves big. So I understand the attraction for people. You know, you're saying it moved massive amounts for people. But again, it's not a stock that I would trade because I'd rather give away this because if it does the opposite, you're going to lose your money pretty quickly. Uh, and people don't realize that because like I was saying earlier, people look at um, daily charts and, and look at this. It's If you bought this back in 2002, you're really not much better than what you are now 18, 19 years later. So whilst the fundamentals are good or what you believe are good, now fundamentals make it a little bit easier. But again, it, quite often on stocks like this, it's about what might happen in the future. So it could be like we're waiting for approval from the FDA or whatever else. So people buy a lot of speculation. This is a stock that people buy on speculation and news a lot more so than solid, uh, as I was saying, the law of averages or that um, what we talked a bit about a little bit earlier. I would rather make sure my pendulum is swung, swung into that highly probable area. And this would just be pure speculation in my book if I bought something like this. And I wouldn't put I'd put absolutely stuff or money into it just in case. But right now, thank you for the question. I really do think it's a great question. Um, right now, the stock is looking a little bit better. It has been rising quite nicely. It's just had a pullback. Will it rise up into the future? Possibly, but how far it's going to rise? Um, I could work all that out with my technical analysis. I can see already how I'd actually trade this sort of stock. But it's just telling you that you need to have, uh, you need to learn more about technical analysis if you want to trade these sorts of stocks. Okay, the next question we got is from Hoosh Gaming. Hello, Dale. Can you please look at AM? Yeah. It seemed to have good growth from its March 2020 low last year up to the first week in January this year. And since then, it's pulled back slightly, but is maintaining its position around the 62 cent mark over the past four weeks. Just wanted your opinion on this stock and what a good entry point may be. I don't own the stock and trying to figure out if it's viable to get into. Thanks for another great show and cannot wait to tune in next week.
Interestingly, when we're, the questions that we've been having today, they're all on low cap stocks, except for the first one. Um, and that's not a high cap stock, um, Ardent Leisure. And actually right now, so I'll tell you, that's my preferred, out of all of the stocks we're looking at today, that's my preferred one um, for what I think has got the most potential. Uh, and you've got to look at it. And the thing is that the post Look, the way the questions are being asked, you're asking me to give you a buy point, you're asking me a whole lot of things that you should already know beforehand. If you're needing to ask me a buy point on a stock, that means you're not skilled enough to do that for yourself. And doing, if you're not super skilled, then you shouldn't be trading the lowest cap stocks or these types of stocks. Because let's go and have a look at the chart and I'll share with you what I mean. And like AMA is, you know, it's, it's, it looks okay, but looking at this sort of stock, it's only 70 cents. And so you can see 32 million shares at 30, 30 something cents. If I go down onto the daily chart and you'll have a look, it's a bit more liquid than IMU, but you know, to me, it's still not a fantastic, it does trend well, but again, it's on that low liquid side, liquid, liquid side. And that really is where a lot of people just try and think, oh, okay, it's only 70 cents. And they have this, ah, oh, it's cheap. And I really want to keep hammering this out to you. A stock because it's under a dollar is not cheap. It could be, this stock could be worth 10 cents. The fundamental value of this stock could be worth 10 cents and it's trading at 90 cents. So it's nine times overvalued. Or this, the value of this stock could be $9 and it's only trading at 90 cents. So it's grossly undervalued. You can only look at the price of the stock and compare it to what it's actually valued at. Just the price alone doesn't tell you whether the stock is cheap or expensive. Now, so many times, you can see all the questions in today's um, episode are really the sort of low end of the market. And, and it's constant mistake that beginners make or more retail investors make is they play in this low end of the market, which has low probability when they should be playing in the other end of the market where they've got high probability and have that pendulum swinging to it's more probable that you'll get a BHP or a Wes Farmers or a CSL or a Cochlear or you name it, right those big stocks right, then you will out of these sorts of stocks. So make your job easier. As my job as an investor and trader is to make my job as easy as I can and make sure I'm trading for the lowest risk for the maximum bank for the buck, not trying to go for the bank for the buck first. But let's have a quick look at the chart again and have a looking at it. You can see here the all-time highs back there in August 2019. It had that high there, as you said, back in November there. It fall, fell away through down into January. Uh, February there, not much of a month here. March slightly closing low, and you can see it coming down through here. It's not looking good at this point in time. We may see an up bar here, like we talked about on, um, I think it was the All Lords, you know, where it's moving back. Oh, I've gone used the wrong tool again. I've got to do the right tool. Let me get my trend line tool. There it is. Um, it could be just coming back onto that sort of angle. We might get a bar up here this week. Could be just a bit of a, re you know, down up down up down up like I talked about before before it goes down again right now you are as you said you are looking for an entry point right now I'm not going to give you one as I mentioned a little bit earlier to Bratz baby I'm not going to give you entry points because things will change on this stock before you get an entry point an entry point on this may be two to eight weeks away it could be 12 or um 12 weeks away, it could be six months or it could be 12 months away because it never know. It could come all the way back down to you know 40 cents or come down to 30 cents. Right now, you need to learn a little bit more before you start trading stocks like this. And I'm not trying to be rude to you, I'm just saying if you need to ask the question, 
then maybe that you should have learnt beforehand so you don't need to ask that type of question. It, does that make sense? Because if you need to ask the question, you shouldn't be trading a stock like this. You should be trading a better stock um, like some of the top 100 stocks or top 50 stocks even better, top 20 stocks even better and getting some of those. And, and I go to people say, I can't buy a cochlear because it's whatever it is, the high price that it is, you know. But again, the actual price you pay per share is irrelevant unless you compare it to what the shares actually worth. If a stock is, is has a stock price of $100, it could be worth $500, uh, and therefore it's worth five times more than what it's trading at. A stock that's five cents might be only worth one cent. So therefore it's trading five, five times less than what it should be, or more than what it should be. So it's overvalued. So again, look at the value of the stock, not the price of the stock before you're buying. And I'm, that's what I'm guessing there. But as I said a little bit earlier, my, my preference on all these stocks at the moment is the first one we looked at there, which is Ardent Leisure. So I think that was a great stock to look at. It's looking better. It's, a lot, it's going to be a lot more consistent than the other stocks that we've looked at. But do, thank you very much for sending in your questions. I really do appreciate it. I really do love helping you to understand investing and trading in the stock market now sometimes it's a little bit of tough love that i push out because i'm not really into bs and i'm not really into sort of going oh you know making everything sound rosy it's not the market will challenge every single person it'll challenge you from here it'll challenge you in here because of that fear and greed and you need to be in control of that and what i find a lot of people do is they follow everybody else and they go down the paths of everybody else and then they have inconsistency in their portfolio and yeah some people will make a lot of money in a short period of time like three or six months or 12 months or two years but those same people will give it all back and you don't hear that you know we don't hear of those people that you know made all this money at a game stock game stop in that one way how much money they've given back to the market and how much money they will give back to the market in the next 12 months or two years. Uh, most of those people that made it in an instant will lose it in an instant. And you only need to look at the statistics from um, Tats Lotto, winners. You know, the winners of Tats Lotto, the majority of them end up with no money after a certain period of time because they haven't earned the right to have the money. They don't know what to do with it. So they make the same mistakes that they've always made and it comes back to being where they were. The only thing that will guarantee you long-term success in the marketplace is to get a good education. That's all you're going to need. Once you get a good education, you'll be able to trade any market, any time, and make lots of money and lots of money consistently. And that's really what Janine and I push out to people. So if you do want a really good education, check out our courses and give our team a call. Now, if you do want to learn more, remember, you can get a copy of my first book, which is called How to Beat the Managed Funds by 20%, and you can get it for free. All you need to do is just pay the shipping. This is the book. So you can get it for free, you've just got to pay the shipping, which is like nine bucks, I think it is. So you can't say it's too expensive. It'll give you a great education. Um, seriously, it really will. This book's been out for so long, it's not funny, but I, every week I'm getting emails from people saying, thank you for your book, I've learned a lot. Uh, and you see that in the posts that people are putting in, um, the questions they're asking, is commenting on how good the book is, and even on our live show as well. But there is a link in the description below, so click on it so you can get your copy today. Now we're more than happy to answer your questions, and if, finding, if you are finding our videos educational and valuable to you, then it's only fair that you do something for us, and that means hit the subscribe button as that helps us keep putting these videos up and us supporting the team or having the team around to get these videos out you in the way we do and the, the time and effort that Janine and I put into it. So you need to subscribe to this channel to support this up. 
put your questions below and then watch next week. It's pretty simple because I'll answer your question next week. Now remember that here on this channel we do these Monday market reports each and every week and we also do a live stream every Tuesday night 7 to 8 p.m. So I'll see you tomorrow night. Hey, hit the subscribe button now, click the bell on the right of it so you know when we upload and go live. I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. Goodbye, good luck and good trading. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre.